Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode 29, Frankenstein and Me from 1996. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode is brought to you by Paper Mache. Oh, you mean Paper Mache? No, that's boyfriend material. Now, I know that Paper Mache uh, is often associated with arts and crafts, maybe with Halloween costumes. How does it necessarily yep. apply here? I think that the mask that Gosling is wearing that he borrows from the other kid when they steal the popcorn oh. is made out of Paper Mache. And I also think that like the zombie costume that the one kid was wearing was kind of paper mache i'm not sure that there was paper mache in this movie but it felt like there was i get you yeah i wish that this movie came out like i wish that our schedule had aligned better because this is the perfect halloween movie last week was halloween we celebrated halloween last week with the nothing too good for a cowboy this is yes not quite a halloween movie but i mean halloween happens in this movie it is. actually it is a halloween movie so yeah it is for sure also yeah. the more important thing is that after we've sort of been on a slow tumbling decline where oh, there's God. a lot of Things where it's like, I don't know if this is good, or, you know, one of us likes it, the other one doesn't. This one is not a great movie, but it's a delightful movie that is so much fun and so weird, and has a little cult following online, only exists on VHS, has never been released. So, Joe, if we ever uh, do a VHS-only month for our film club that we run, we need to, because we've we've, we've thrown that theme around, we might need to do this one, because this is a movie... That, again, not great, but deserves to be seen. I agree. I think it's a lot of fun. It's just joyous. It's a kid's movie, but, like, you're going through, we're going through some of the Gosling shows right now. Well, we already recorded those, wink, wink. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they're for kids. It has such a different feel than Young Hercules. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, this is clearly a movie for kids, but it's so much more fun. Like, it's just, like, wacky and zany, and it's a good time. Also, was, Burt Reynolds happy. is in this for, like, ten minutes for I some did. reason. Yeah. Uh, the I woman no who plays idea. Nurse Ratched in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest is in this. She's the, the their teacher who's very mean. Like, they got real heavy-hitting actors to play in this movie. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know how either. And you have, like, a very young Goss. Like, we've taken, like, a huge age jump here, I feel like. So it only came out a year or two. Actually, let's see here. So it came out two years before Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy. So he must have hit puberty in those two years because he is a boy in this movie. Like, that's why he's I, a small boy. You know, we yeah. are saying last episode that he's not like a man, but he's he's sort of like he's, a, a, he's on the verge. teenager. Yeah, he's like a teenager Here, for sure. he's you know, 14 probably when filming it, but he like he's a young-looking 14. Yes, he's small. Before we get into the movie, because there's a lot sort of to talk about, so I think the younger brother, the kid who gets the tonsils taken out, is this yes. guy played, named Ricky Mabe, M-A-B-E, and somewhere along the line, he got hooked up with Seth Rogen, because he was in Zack and Mary Make a Porno with him, he was in This oh, is the really? End with him, and he's in the Preacher TV series. Damn. There's a lot, there's, there's people in this movie, just about everybody in this movie has gone on to keep acting, very few of them have really gone on to become like things you would know but he's been in things like i don't know if i know him but i know him like i know i've seen multiple things things he's been in yeah yeah the the more interesting thing i guess what makes sense is there is a ton of crossover in child actors from this movie and are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps it's like all these sort of adjacent horror for kids right so yeah oh yeah because the kid looked very familiar like the actual brother what else was he in just like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? The older brother? The main character. Yeah, that's not Gosling, yeah. So he's really basically been in, like, nothing. His name is Jameson Boulanger. Uh, He's been in 
24 things. He's in one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? One of Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Some TV show called My Hometown, which I don't know. I don't know. He's one of the ones who like really didn't keep acting at this. Like he's no, but I feel like I've seen I've seen the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or and I mem I remember his face. Like he's a memorable kid. So he was in the episode The Tale of the Shiny Red Bicycle, which came out three years earlier. Mike Buckley, he's the star of that episode. Uh, no, actually, yeah, no, he's not. He's, I guess he's a brother. He's haunted by the ghost of Ricky Haggerty, his friend who drowned in his old bike. It is a 9.4 out of 10 rating. I wonder if all the episodes, hang on, are all of them rated this highly? They're all rated pretty high, except uh, well, one has not. But that's, no, actually, not really. This, I think this is maybe a, a famous episode. I don't know. I was never that's allowed to I'm watch saying. it. Or I was, I don't know. What? I don't know if I wasn't allowed to watch it. Maybe I was too scared to watch it, and I just never did. That's very, that's, those are vastly different things. I don't remember, but I remember I didn't watch it for a reason. And then maybe what I said was I wasn't allowed to, and I just didn't want to. That's fair. But fair. I don't remember if I, because I was, there was a lot of stuff I wasn't allowed to watch. And I don't remember if that fell in there, or I was just like, oh, I shouldn't watch this, and I don't want to watch. I don't want, why would you want to be scared? I don't, <laughs> yeah. And look at you now. And look at me Jeez. now. More gross, more weird. I'm I'm not scared by your normal scares. Give me more. Yeah. I course I over course corrected for sure. You definitely did. He's also from Canada. That's cool. So I think I, like, I get the sense that this is like a Canadian production because I feel like a lot of this in here is just sort of it feels Canadian adjacent. If you, but it's it's like yeah. it's made with heart. It's it's so wonderful and pure. Like what. What made me really smile is when we go outside and like they made a Hollywood sign out of like paper or maybe paper mache. Yes. And just like on their rocks, I was like, oh god! Like they actually made that for this movie, and it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I really liked it. So once again, for the second movie in a row, unknowingly back in time, we are in Southern California, 1970. Shout out once again, resident historian Mike Manzi. Let us talk about Ryan Gosling. Dressing like a young hippie, I feel like, for the entire movie. Like, he's in bell-bottoms. No, he's. it's not even like a young hippie. It's like when you're a small kid and you, you don't know what you are, so you just kind of, like, mimic what you see older people doing. Well, so I got the sense that and he was... And it feels genuine the, in that sense. He was the child of a hippie. Because he's wearing jeans that definitely flare at the bottom. He's got tie-dye okay. in one scene. Tie-dye, for sure. I remember that. He's yeah. got either, like, the southwestern sort of, you know, Native American indigenous people's coverall kind of jacket sort of thing. But also, like, hippies kind of wore that, too. Plus, it's the 70s. It's 1970, right? So, like, it's in that era. And yes, I just saw is. him as, like, you know, the little hippie. I mean, he's prim and proper. He's got the little haircut. Like, the first thing we see him do when he rides up on his bicycle with his girlfriend, Karen. I'm going with her. She's from Ohio. He, like, just, he does the gauzing thing where he, like, puts both hands in his hair and pushes it back and just smiles. I was like, oh, God. This kid already, like, knows what he looks like. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow. He does, yeah. He's very self-aware at a young age. But I just loved seeing him as, like, this little hippie. Like, I mean, it feels like the two kids are these, like, indie kids who just want to make their own horror, and he's sort of more, quote-unquote, normal and sort of the bad kid, the bad influence. He is, for sure, yeah. But then they're the like, ones who literally away. try to reanimate and maybe do a monster that they steal from a carnival. So, like, he's, like, low-key, like, let's sneak into the drive-in and steal some candy. They're like, hey, let's steal property, let's steal a monster from a carnival and then rig it up in the desert and have lightning strike it, bring a creature back from the dead. Like, they're, in the grand scheme of things, worse kids than he is, but, you know, Oh, for sure. They just have more imagination. Gosling's just bad. Like, like gently bad, but he's bad. If the movie was about him, I would have thought that he and his girlfriend would have broken up at some point, but she's just, like, by his side the entire time. Like, yeah, they're cool. sort of on board, but sort of not on board? Yeah, she's just along for the ride. Much like Rachel, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about this movie is all the recreations they do. Like, this movie starts with them recreating Frankenstein like it's a dream. 
And yes. I was like, is this going to be the whole movie? Then they wake up. But then they recreate Night of the Living Dead, which is incredible. They yep. recreate, like, uh, Van Helsing. Uh, Van Helsing. They recreate, like, a mummy movie at the end. Like, yep. there's so much just, like, low budget, but, like, well done but it's homage. Fun. It's great. It's like a child's rendition of it in a beautiful way. It's, it, like, not like it's just, it doesn't feel as low budget as the last movie we watched, right? No. Like, it's not like nothing too good for a cowboy that, like, they look like they were trying to do something but didn't have money. This is, like, it fits the feel and theme of a kid's idea, dream sequence, kind of, day, like, uh, daydreaming. It, it fits, and it works really well. Yeah. I also got excited because as we're recording this, I'm about to go out to a drive-in theater. I've, I've, I've been around, like, drive-in the, drive theater adjacent, but I've never actually seen movies there at one. I've never seen one, ever. And as we record this tonight, you know, a couple months ago as this as this comes out, I will have gone with host on the network, Christian Larson, and his wife to go see a couple really weird... I feel like movies that these kids would grow up to admire and cherish. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, it's in the same wheelhouse. Like, weird horror movies. Watching them watch these movies and sort of get busted is, you know, it was a, I was like, oh, that could be me. I could get in trouble for stealing popcorn and soda from somebody tonight. But you were too scared to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark and look where you wound up. Yep. This movie's about the two kids, the two brothers, who want to become like Hollywood horror special effects masters, makeup guys, whatever, actors, just part of Hollywood. Their dad, Burt Reynolds, is supremely supportive of them. Their mom is not so sure. They go on, and then eventually, while they're at the drive-in theater, the dad is killed in a car accident. And I was like, oh, that's how you get Burt Reynolds, because you're like, you're on screen for 15 minutes. But I, was, I, still, yeah, exactly. I still know why he says yes in the first place. Money. But you said there's no there's no budget. Like we're the, They don't have money to no. pay Burt Reynolds. Yeah, they do. I'm sure they did. And, and this could be one of these things where, like, what movie did we watch that somebody's, like, daughter wanted to meet someone? You know, this could have been, like, a Ryan Gosling's, like, an up-and-coming star. And I think he's still a, basically a nobody at this point. You don't know what could have it you know could be I mean? that he like, wants to make a movie for his kid does he have kids Does exactly. he have kids? i don't know i don't know it's still a weird either. kind of thing to have him in here but, but i can logic it out it's not like unfathomable you know what i mean yeah i just because i don't think i i think i looked up like what these people had done and i don't know that they had done anything before let me see here again maybe i did look up the director it's directed by robert tinnell Oh, yeah, no, this guy's just like a, no, he, he wrote a handful of things, directed a handful of things, but nothing of any kind of note, so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. This is a second I movie, like, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird minor miracle kind of thing, I don't know. A happy accident, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it works for me, man. I'm, I'm about it, though. So they steal a body from, or like a, you know, a, a creature, like sort of the top attraction from a traveling carnival. They don't steal it. It falls off the back of a truck. Okay. But they're they're intrigued by it at the carnival, and right? They, and they keep it. And they keep <laughs> yes. it. So it's not finders keepers, like he says, it's now his. It fell off the back of a truck. It's now theirs. There's now a subplot where the guy who runs the carnival goes to the police is like, they stole it, they stole it, I need it back, it's my top earner. And the cops go, and the kids lie to the cop. And the Gosling's, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you could lie. He's like, it was, you know, I had to for science. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Story of my life. Psych, don't ever lie about science. And then they rig it up in the desert, and they have the lightning, the lightning hits, and like they basically, their experiment succeeds, but it doesn't reanimate. But then, as the credits roll... Well, it disappears, because they go to the cops, and they're like, well, we lost the, the Frankenstein again. Right. Over the closing credits, we have a creature walking through the desert, so it worked? 
It did work, yeah. They brought him back to life. But also what worked is that the mom learned the most important lesson of all is to support your children because she gives True. like basically an Oscar speech. Like She's like, well, Nurse Ratchet over there, she's always like, you know, discouraged our children, and I think it's great. And then at the end... Dreamers. Yeah, Follow the dreamers. She gives Believe them their, their Fangoria magazine, basically. And he's like, oh, this is, this is perfect. Thank you, Mom. Because now the dad's dead, she's got to be the cool parent, too. And like yes. she's got to play both roles. And so it's just sort of a... It was a sweet ending. It is a sweet ending. And it was cool that, like, Burt Reynolds was very accepting of this, you know? Is there anything else? I mean, there's not a lot that... I mean, there's a lot that happens, but there's not really a ton to talk about. We've got Gosling riding a bike through this entire movie. He's always on the bike. Dressing yeah. like a little hippie, kind of, or hippie adjacent. He's got his he girlfriend. He stuff in his hands, by the way, in this movie, mm. but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Lots Is there anything else about him or about the movie that you want to talk about before we play the games that we're able to play? It's interesting that we see him later play like so many like goofy roles where he's not a cool kid and it's cool to see him be like a 14 year old cool kid in this one like maybe he's not like the coolest kid in school but he's like cool among their friend group right he's definitely the cool one in that group it almost feels like they maybe shouldn't be friends and they're friends because they live close to each other i don't know but or they have shared interests or something i don't know you know what i mean like it doesn't feel it does feel like they kind of come from separate worlds like it feels like these two kids are kind of weirdo loners in a way but, you know, they, they found friends. Yeah, exactly. They found awesome. love in a hopeless place. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if I have anything more. I'm looking. He put, Like you said, he puts the mask on. He steals the candy and popcorn and drinks from yeah. the couple that are making out. I mean, the movie's fun. Gosling doesn't do a ton in this, though. He just exists and does, like, mildly bad stuff in the background, like steal the candy. Um, he's always, like, with them, riding bikes and, like, going to figure out what they're doing. But he just, he's not, like, driving any of the plot in this movie, so... My one regret was that when the movie starts and their kids doing Frankenstein, I was like, oh, please, please let Gosling be Frankenstein. Same. And then we never actually get to that point. But no. you know, I saw that he had played a character named Kenny, but I was like, maybe, you know, they all have real names and maybe they're making a movie. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah, um, it also does feel after, you know, having watched so much Hercules where like every girl is basically attracted. I mean, in every movie, every girl is attracted to Ryan Gosling. It feels like he should have been the one at the very, very end when they're on set making the mummy movie and Burt Reynolds is the dad. And I guess it's maybe some version of heaven or something. I don't know. Or a dream. There's that makeup girl who's like the older girl and she's like super cute and she like flirts with them as she puts the makeup on. It feels like if this was made, you know, a year or two later, that would have been Gosling getting flirted with. You know what I mean? Like not, I, I know oh, that yeah. the main kids are our heroes, but it feels like uh, he should have been the one getting like booped on the nose. Yeah. Also, can we just talk about the kid that's just in the hospital because he's fat? Oh, yeah. It's such like a 90s plot device that they got like got like obviously we couldn't do this now but like this kid's like essentially getting fat shamed by his mom so she just keeps taking him to the hospital because he's fat and he's like they're like are you sick and he's like nah man i'm just fat Ugh, like and it's just awesome i thought it was like a really it's like a really pure thing this kid now has an eating disorder but at the same time in the movie i was like i kind of miss how pure this was you know like not that like this is like the tamest version of that so for me i was like i forgot that this kind of things would exist that you we could have just been like oh i'm just fat in a movie and nobody would have been up in arms about it you know what i mean because mm-hmm. uh, the wistful thinking a couple of months ago covered heavyweights and that's a whole movie about yes, you know fat, fat kids camp. and yeah and yeah. fat shaming two things about the hospital quickly number one i thought when they got to like i thought that the movie was going at a pretty good pace and they get to the hospital i think that they use the hospital well as like an obstacle why like they can't continue because the brother has to have his tonsils out and sort of like it, it ruins all their plans but I yeah. felt like when they got there, not only did their plans obviously 
take a hit, but I feel like the movie starts to drag too. And I was like, Agreed. it kind of slows down. I'm like, I wish that like this, like, I know why it has to happen, but I kind of wish that it didn't happen. It could have been like a really fun, like watch this a couple times kind of movie. Instead, it's just like, oh, there was like a really fun part in the beginning, fun part at the end. But here in the middle, there's just like, there's some, there's some humor here, but it's just, it's very slow. And the plot device to have the teacher be the bad guy in the hospital, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. I, like, I kind of like it, but kind of don't like it. I don't know. I'm still trying to decide where, what side I fall on with that. It feels like it it could work, but doesn't, but almost does. And I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, don't know why it works as well as it does. And I also don't know why chose not like, to do it. Two different, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's like centralizing the protagonist, the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Why did the fuck did you carry on? <laughs> like, why did it need to be her? You could have anybody bitching in the hospital. But like, it's a weird thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm unsure of it. I think it's it's good in the sense that like it keeps kids focused. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're not like splitting the ideas. So like if you had like younger children, you'd be yep. like, she's the bad guy. Yep. And that's fine. But like at the same time, for me as an adult, I'm like, why didn't you just make something else? I don't know. Yeah, I get it. So Joe, let's talk about what's in Gosling's hands. Hey, Gos, what's in your in hands? hands? First thing we see is the, the bike handles. You know, we bike you, handles. you always love pointing out the uh, the steering wheels, but here it's the the, ch- the child's version of steering wheels, the bike handles. <laughs> he was learning at a young age. Yeah. When he goes and steals the popcorn, it's the mask and the tray of candy. Of and course, popcorn. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I just I love him as Night of the Living Dead, where he's just in like his white shirt. Like, I just that man. That's so good. That, I'm gonna try to screen cap that for our art for this episode because that was my favorite Perfect. part. Because it's it's like you know what it is. I think if you if you know the movie, you know what that is. But it just it's so well done. Like it's a small bit, but like they do it surprisingly well. And I love that. I don't think anything's in his hands. All the all the flashback things I think yeah. were done really well and fun. When they find the Frankenstein, or, or he gets it or something, and they, like, go to find it. He's like, come on, get in the car with me. And there's a small child driving, which is also something we'd never seen in a movie. Oh, yeah. I like... <laughs> it's not well done, but I like that you're, like... So 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 that you're not... How the fuck is this kid driving? They show the flashback immediately <laughs> before that. It's like, hey, remember that one time Dad taught me how to drive? It's like, oh, okay, we feel a little bit better, but like I've never yeah. seen that in a movie where it's like it's almost like a Family Guy flashback. It's like, hey, remember that time that my dad told me how to drive, and then here and then you're driving, and then here it is. It's like, oh, okay. But it's great for for how many movies we've just been through that have like no explanation yeah. of shit. Mm-hmm. The very obvious direct explanation just it was comforting yeah, to me for sure. So when they're driving. <laughs> To get the Frankenstein, Gosling has a flashlight in his hands, and that was Ooh, the first Gosling yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Or maybe he had one when he was playing, um, fuck, the murderer guy. Robert Durst? Yeah, I feel like he had a flashlight when he was playing Robert Durst, but maybe not. Well, there's definitely a flashlight, but I don't know. I think that might have been Philip Baker Somebody Hall else. killing the person and sort of bringing the flashlight around. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, for for a movie, I mean, he's, he's in this movie more than he's in... Like, there's nothing about Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy that is better than this. Like, it may be... No, nothing. Maybe, like, the film stock is better, but other than that, it's, <laughs> there's nothing... Man, it's just... Uh, they need to remaster this movie, because I think it would be great. This is, like, a very fun, like, $5 Walmart DVD, yeah, isn't it? but all, it exists only in, you know, VHS rips VHS. on uh, on the internet and VHS copies on eBay, so... No, but, like, this is, this is a movie your mom would have gotten, like, a pizza to bring home one night. It's near Halloween, and she's like, okay, we're gonna... I'm gonna rent this. It looks like a movie that the kids would like. Yeah, for you sure. You know, and you eat a pizza, you know, your mom and, and your 
dad and you are watching it, and you're like, wow, that was fun. They got, like, a serious scary movie for after when you go to sleep, but, like, she grabbed this, too. You mean, like, when there's, uh, when Burt Reynolds and his wife are, like, on the couch? Like, there's, like, this one weird scene where, like, it feels like it doesn't belong in this movie. Like, they're just, like, having, like, this adult-ish conversation. I don't even remember what it's about, but they're just, like, on the couch, just talking to one another. I'm like, why? Why are there no kids in this scene? Like, it feels like there should be kids in every scene. Like, it feels like this is, like, we're up too late. Like, we're seeing something that we shouldn't be seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) It made me feel like this is how I was watching it. That, like, my mom brought it home and was like, hey, grabbed you a movie. And you're like, you're the coolest mom. Thanks. And then there's pizza. And you're just like, this is fun. This is like a move that dad would have done. You're not the cool parent. (laughs) Yeah. Where's my monster mags? So, unfortunately, there is no trailer for this. Actually, there was something else on YouTube. Let me see what what it was. For the first 14 minutes of it, maybe this guy, Gex the Gecko, might have put the the entirety of this up on YouTube. Let me take a look. Frank's Enemy part, Parts 1 through 7, yes. So if you want to watch it in 14 or 15 minute chunks, clearly nobody cares. Like, if it's been up on YouTube for five years and no one has taken it down, so... No, there's there's no royalties. This is like, we've hit the point of the movies where you could just watch them on YouTube, essentially. Yep, go but watch this, that point. Go watch it. It's fun. I think it's fun. Put it on during Halloween. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Google game we also cannot do. There are no real... Yeah. Number one, it's a long title. Number two, it's an old movie. Number three, it's a movie that nobody has seen, so no one's really searching it. If you just sure. search Frankenstein and me, in the list of autocompletes is Ryan Gosling. So people are searching for this because of him, but, you know, that's Nothing about else. it. Yeah. All right, Joe, this is, again, going to be maybe difficult. The Letterbox okay. game. Mad Max Fury Road, the most popular film on Letterbox, has been seen by 394,000 people. Frankenstein and me... 1996, directed by Robert Tinnell, Jameson Boulanger. Only on VHS. Only on VHS. Jameson Boulanger, Ricky Mabe, Polly Shannon, and Louise Fletcher has been seen by how many people? I'm going to go 125. Lower. 63. Higher. 89. 95. So we went from 26, including me, to now 95, including me. Like, we're on the slight uptick. With no, with no help, 125 to 93 whatever is fucking close it's not bad it's a pretty good guess that's like that's wildly close just acknowledge it that's all i wanted that's that's a good fucking guess but how many of those 95 people marked it as liked i will say that i am one of those people that i i was like yeah i like this movie average rating of 2.9 the most common score is three stars Hmm. two people gave it five i gave it three stars i gave three out of five two people gave it a five out of five rating I'm i'm gonna look at those but how many of the 95 gave this a like I'm going to say 27. No, way lower. Uh, five? Eight. Man, I like it. I don't, like, what are you going to hate about this movie? It's not like it's film, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this this intriguing film of Frankenstein and me, the childhood remake of, like, no, it's not. Like, it's just enjoyable. That's it. The cover of this, the cover of the movie is so funny, like the movie poster, because it's just them making Frankenstein, all the kids there, whatever, and then it's just Burt Reynolds' head in a circle, it's like, oh, we couldn't get Bert for the, the photo shoot, so let's just stick his face on there because it's going to sell a couple more VHS copies. <laughs> exactly. So the two people who gave it five stars, one of them is the same person from last time, remember, JXLE2003, oh, yes. who that loves Gosling. all Gosling. The other person, oh boy. Do you think this person actually watched these movies, or do you think that they just rated all Gosling's movies five? I don't know. The other person um, has given 580 movies a rating, and 487 of those a.k.a. 84% are five stars. His top four (laughs) movies are Duck, You Sucker, which is adjacent to the Man With No Name trilogy. Okay. Le Circle Rouge from 1970, which is a Melville movie, which is a classic. Ed Wood, which is the sort of... These kids are basically Ed Wood in this. 
and then Mothra vs. Godzilla. So good luck guessing any of those. I didn't even try. No, I wouldn't have got any of those, no. Fire-ass titles, Joe. If we are going to rename this movie to be Obviously. the High School Musical Element, what are we going to call Frank it? Frank and Goss. Frank and Goss? Okay. Frank uh, and Goss. Gosling and Me. Gosling and Me. That's mm-hmm. a good one. The Reanimator. Also, I do want to point out that, like, on the cover, the and me is sort of like a sort of creepy, bloody kind of scroll. And then in the movie, it's like chalk, like like a three-year-old, like, and me. But, like, the kids are older <laughs> than that. I don't know. It's alive. Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, that's a really good one. Damn it. You should have ended with that one. <laughs> Sorry. At the Drive-In. One-Armed Scissor by At the Drive-In. <laughs> I like that. A lightning Strikes. The same place, same place twice. Mm. Or just yeah. like lightning in the desert. The desert yeah. shop. The desert lab. Franken teacher. The teacher, just the teacher. Fat kid in the hospital. I was going to say, I'm not sick, I'm fat. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, so can we end there? Because mm-hmm. we both got sure. to the same place. I'm not sick, I'm fat. <laughs> I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> Somebody's like, you sound a little congested. Like, I'm not sick, I'm fat. Yeah, sorry. Don't, don't judge me. Don't judge me. It's not my mom, anymore. My mom just brings me here because I'm rich. You're looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking Like, you've never seen Frankenstein and Me, the VHS-only movie that has Ryan Gosling when he's 12? Yeah. God. You're Jeez. so uncultured. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, last episode we guessed the most and least boyfriend material moments. You said Ryan Gosling has a chinchilla. His name is Frankenstein. Yes. It's a movie about a boy and a love he has for his chinchilla. The most boyfriend material moment. There's a school dance. No one goes with him. He brings his pet. It's a cute moment. He's a small boy. He's 13. I, well, he's 13. That's half a point. But we knew that. We just know that based on when, his, <laughs> when the movie came out. No points from math. He meets a girl at the dance who he thinks is so cute. He's talking, or she thinks it's so cute. He's talking to her. It sneaks away. The chinchilla sneaks away. Gets run over by the floor buffer in the hallway of the school after it gets out of the gym. Jenner's headphones in so he doesn't notice. Ryan Gosling runs out. Sees a path of blood. No! The movie ends. No scream. I was close. Mm. It's a movie called Frankenstein to me. You you said it's basically horror adjacent. <laughs> You're close. I was close. I said Ryan Gosling's a babysitter. He's into weird stuff, creepy stuff, horror, death, blood, all of that. Which, no. But the other kid is. Yes. He's babysitting this neighbor, five or six years old. Again, sort of, you know. Close. Wants to introduce him to the horror stuff. The kids are already into it. But he's at least a little responsible. So when he puts him to bed, he starts to tell him horror bedtime stories. The kid's Very versions. close. He puts the kid in Frankenstein's story. He's the me- in Frankenstein and Me, it's a very sweet moment. You're very fucking close. You're good. The kid gets really into it. He's loving the story. Gosling misinterprets this and makes it too gory too fast. Kid gets too scared. Too fast. Gosling says, good night. Then the kid has nightmares, wakes up, freaks out, and is scarred for life. So again, just like with Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy, you had plot points right, just not with Gosling. Yeah. Same thing here for me. Like, I sort of had, I guessed right, kind of, sort of, what it's going to be about. It's just that Gosling's not actually involved, unfortunately. Yes. Did we do most and least boyfriend material moments in this movie? Not yet. That's what we're doing next. Okay. Because sadly, that's the last thing we're watching for Gosling. We have nothing more to guess. He's got that's it? He's got nothing. I mean, we're going to do the clip show, but we're not going to do it for that. He's got no new yeah. movies announced. We can't guess that. We're, we got yeah. no more guesses. Sad day. That's a sad day. So, okay. Most and least boyfriend material moments in this movie. Yes. What's your pick for most or like, go, go either one? Least boyfriend material moment is when he talks about flirting with the nurses in front of his Ooh, Ohio girlfriend. Poor Karen. Poor Karen. He's like talking mad shit like, yeah, well, at least the nurses are cute and they flirt with you. And I was like, damn, what a fucking little brat. I'm going to do an unprecedented move here. I'm going to say one action is both. What is it? Stealing, oh, the co- stealing the popcorn and the soda because he's 
you know, being a good friend, he's being kind to his friends. He's also ruining, he's cock-blocking their date. Like, you know (laughs) he leaves that car. They either, like, chase after him a little bit, or they, like, see where he's going, he runs away. And then they're silently stewing the rest of the night. Like, what the fuck? No, but he he definitely ruined it. But I think that they're more like that little rascal, and, like, they, like, laugh about it. Because they don't seem too mad. They're like, hey! And then, like, they don't chase him. Like, he's fine. All right, but I still think that, like... It is. It's, it is it's a, a blend of move. two. It is a blend of two. You did a really good job with that one. Well, thank you. So, what's your um, pick for least? No, I already said least. I'm going to do most. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, most. The most boyfriend material moment is his friends like, "I really need you," and he's like, "I know you're 12 and can't <laughs> legally drive, but I'm with you. Mm. Like, I'm down." Oh, I also do like. Again, this is sort of maybe kind of both, depending on the perspective. After the cop leaves, right? Gosling's mom is like do the dishes. And he's just like, ugh, I hate doing the dishes. And then she goes to take a shower. She comes out. The sink is full of soapy water and dishes, and he's nowhere to be seen. Again, I'm with you with my friends, but also to mom. Hey, mom, I got a roll. Like, it's, you know, exactly tough little badass kid. All right, the last thing we do on this episode, awards. Not best film, worst film. I'm going to say, though, most fun film. Most fun film, for mm-hmm. sure. Best non-Gosling role, Burt Reynolds, for some reason. We will get there for sure. Best or worst Gosling role, no. Most or least no. boy... Okay, most or least boyfriend no. material caliber role. No. It's just down the middle. Best song, yeah. no. Best soundtrack, Yes, score. Monster Mash. Okay. Monster Mash, for sure. Monster Mash. Because it's in it twice now, and I love that song. And Is it I didn't twice? expect we'd get in the movie. Oh, okay. They played Monster Mash like in the beginning with his dad and then they play it at the end of the movie too. I think you meant it's in two Gosling movies and I was like, wait, what? What did no, I miss? No. <laughs> yeah. What Best soundtrack happened? score, no. Cinematography, no. Costumes, I'm going to say yeah because I think, you know, they do a great job of recreating things. Yeah. We're going to call that down. That might not make the final cut but we'll see. Best or worst hair? No. Best or worst love story? No. Best scream? No. Best no cry, no. Best punch in the face, no. It would have been funny if, like, he steals the popcorn and then the, the guy just, like, in one fell swoop... Punches him. Punches him and just knocks him out. He's like, <laughs> sorry, guys, I tried. <laughs> best kill, no. Job, no. Dancing scene, no. Death, no. Best non-Gosrol male, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, for sure. Just because it's so wild that Burt Reynolds and Ryan Gosling were in a movie together. Like, I never thought that that would have been a real thing. Yeah. Like, imagine if we had, like, told you, like, oh, yeah, Burt Reynolds is going to be in one of these Gosling movies. You'd be like, what the, f- which one? And still, like, they're in it, but they're barely in it together. It's like, it's like they're, they're they're almost not in the same movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're, <laughs> they're ever not. in the same that's scene. I'm... It's just. <laughs> but that's why I love it. It's like, it's so random. Like, how. <laughs> But, like, Ryan Gosling has this in his film credits now. Like, one of his first actors that, like, the big actor he ever acted with was Burt Reynolds. Yeah. That's incredible. True, 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 true. This is, like, like the Aubrey Plaza... De Niro? De Niro connection. And you're like, damn. Like, (laughs) you know, like, you'll always remember this. Like, Gosling, I'm sure when he's, like, sitting there talking, he's like, fuck, I was in that Burt Reynolds movie. Fuck. (laughs) Like... Four nominees. Most fun film, best song, best costumes, best non-Gosrol male. Joe, next week, the episode we're recording is our Boyfriend Material Ryan Gosling Award nominations. So as the episode is released, voting will be open to the public, and you'll have a couple months to vote on that if you want. Um, We're going to do that and also do a quick rundown rankings of our 25 or so Gosling movies in order. So come back for that. Then we've got a clip show, and then we're going on a mini hiatus for a couple months so you can vote, and then we'll come back to announce the winners, and then this show will be asleep until he acts again. Napping. I do want to point out, this happened months ago. I told you this on Facebook. There was a comedy special from the summer by Julio Torres, My Favorite Shapes, which is amazing. I don't know if you're going to like it, but I loved it. 
and Gosling does a voice in one in one little sketch. So he's a he's a voice. It's very supremely weird, and I don't know that this is. I don't think it's weird stuff, but like not my weird. I don't know. You might like it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But he is a voice. Emma Stone does a voice, not in the same skit, not in the same skit. And then Lin Manuel Miranda does a voice too. It's a weird, very interesting. It's a weird thing, but yeah. So go check that out if you haven't. But we've got two more episodes and then one down the road. And then if you've been loving this, you know now Magic Mike's is weekly now, too, because we are now in November. True. So that's been going weekly, too. So now that Gosling is over, we are focusing our efforts on Mr. Channing Tatum. The most important thing you can do... One man at a time. The most important thing you can do is go to Too Fast, Too Forever every Tuesday. Check out that podcast. Now that this one is ending, we're going to now do more... We're going to do Channing, Burn Through Channing, and then we're going to spend all of our creative energy... All our podcast and creative energy on Too Fast, Too Forever. But for all things Boyfriend Material, Magic Mike's Too Fast, Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, boyfriendmaterial at cageclub.me, and come back next week for the Ryan Gosling Awards Announced and Rankings episode. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next week right here on Boyfriend Material. My eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Wow. From my laboratory in the castle east wow. to the master bedroom. Vampire's peace. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash.